All right, welcome in everybody. How are we doing? Uh, we are officially, officially back um, with the pod. It's been, how long has it been, Isaiah? It's been like a month, almost, maybe a little over a month, but. Um, Very long. <laughs> we all, uh, we all run into life things and uh, stuff happens and we both kind of got busy um, with everything. So uh, we're, but we're back. We have our time back and uh, we're going to move right into episode 12 of the pod. So how are you doing, Isaiah? It's good to see you. Doing good, man. Doing good. Back. I'm happy that we're back from our hiatus. Uh, we're back in business. The athletic exchange is thriving. We're doing well, and I'm excited to get into some NBA. See, I'm wearing my Wimby shirt. Got to represent represent the Spurs. Uh, see, representing the Mavs. Rightfully so. They're one of the best teams in the league. So uh, I'm ready to get into it, Oliver. Ready to get into it. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, obviously it's been a while since we've talked about the NBA. Um, so I'm going to throw the ball to you uh, figuratively. Um, what what, have you, what are your thoughts so far on how the season's going? What teams are like surprising you? What players are surprising you? Um, and how do how do all these new players on new teams look to you? Well, I'll tell you to start off, I'm – very shocked about how well the Celtics are playing. I knew they were going to be good. I knew they were either going to be one or two seed by the time the playoffs came around. But I mean, Tingus Pingus, he's looking like a true threat out there as the third or fourth option. I mean, if we're being real, like he even said, I saw something he said today that he feels like a legitimate threat playing better as a third or fourth option than he does as the first or second option on a team, which I feel like you wouldn't want to say if you're going to stay in the NBA a while and looking for contracts. Uh, that's just me, but he was open and honest about that. But the Celtics, I think, are – last last that I saw is that they're number one in offensive rating and number one in defensive rating with the lineup of Drew – uh, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Chris Stapps Porzingis. So th- just already, based on what I've seen from them this season, it's like, oh, my gosh. This team, they could go – especially with how Milwaukee's looking. I don't know about Milwaukee anymore, man. I was so high on them when they got Dame, but the, their lack of defense is crazy right now. So I'm high on Boston right now. I'm not surprised by Denver. Everybody knows – Denver is going to be really, really good. So what about you, Oliver? What's your biggest takeaway so far that you've been like, whoa? Um, honestly, I think I, I really want to say it's the Western Conference as a whole. Um, I, I think as far as as many teams that there are that can compete um, for a conference championship. I mean, I look at I look at the Nuggets, obviously the reigning defending NBA champions. I look at the Timberwolves, who are looking damn good so far, Anthony Edwards, oh. been kind of, he's been kind of going yep. crazy this year, and um, I'm pretty sure the T Wolves will be on the revenge hunt after Rudy Gobert got <laughs> got put in a chokehold last night, <laughs> which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Um, the Mavs obviously look really good. I think Derek Lively is um, a really, really solid rookie. He's like honestly better than Dwight Powell and I'm glad coach kid is is actually starting him um he looks really good and they've stepped up on the defensive end so they're a scary threat Kyrie's playing well Luca's playing 
damn near at an MVP level. So um, they look good. The Rockets, I mean, geez, the Rockets look good. <laughs> and I, that honestly, I never thought I'd say that. I thought they were going to be bottom dwellers in that conference. Uh, the Thunder obviously are, are a solid squad. Um, Chet has come out and he's been balling. Uh, that rookie of the year race is going to be is going to be really interesting to watch as the season goes on. I mean, here's the thing, Isaiah. Here's the thing. I'm going to put this out there. Chet and Wemby are putting up somewhat similar numbers. But if you think about it, Wemby is the number one option in San Antonio. Chet is two. No, excuse me. He's probably the third option, maybe number two. And he's putting up similar numbers. I just want to put that in perspective. So <laughs> just to let you know, as the Spurs and, and Wemby advocate, um, I, I just want you to know that Chet is putting up similar that, numbers in a diminished role. So oh, oh, let me let me let me get back at you for that. You just kind of proved my point by proving your point. Yeah, he's the number two option. So guess who's getting focused on every possession? Shea Gilgis Alexander. Guess yeah. who's getting focused on every possession in San Antonio? They ain't worried about no Keldon Johnson or Devin Vassell as much as they're worried about Wemby. You think that they're locked in on Wemby and he's still putting up those numbers? Chet, he, 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 the defense is, they ain't worried about Chet Holmgren. They're worried about Shea <laughs> Gilgis Alexander. Shea. Would you not be worried okay. about Chet? No, you're worried about Chet. Don't get me wrong, but you want to stop Chet. If you want to lose the game, you don't want it to be because Shea drops 40 on you. If Chet drops 20 and you lose, okay. But Shea, you want to shut him down. So let's not act like Chet doesn't have the defense their eyes right on shade like the whole game and Wemby he's getting focused every single game he's getting they're trying to bully Wemby especially when he tries to post up they're trying to bully him push him around but I mean I just want to point that out I just hit myself in the face but I just want to point that out about about Wemby and, and Chet I just want that's to say fair, that that's a fair argument um I do think I will say Shea is playing insanely well I mean he's He's probably oh, absolutely. Playing, he's playing, probably playing like the best point guard in the league as a Brees. Usually. Not saying, not saying that he is, but he's playing like it. Um, so I got to give him credit. The Suns have, oh my God, I, I just I just don't know what to think about the Suns, man. Like, when are they going to ever have like their full star power on the court together? Just Is it ever going to happen this year? I just, I'm, I'm confuzzled by that whole ordeal. And the Clippers don't even get me started on them. They're they're just a dumpster fire, and <laughs> I just it just stresses me out that they're ruining Russ's career because he's still my favorite player ever ever to watch and and just enjoy. So I hate that they're ruining it. Um, but I wait more more than wait wait more than Tabo Cephalosha. I thought you liked Tabo Cephalosha. He played for the Thunder. He was a good player. I'm just going to act like you didn't say that. <laughs> Bro, Tabo Cephalosha in 2K was cold. That Bro, man couldn't was. be stopped he in was. 2K. He couldn't. Tabo Cephalosha was insane. I'm not going to lie. And then uh, Andre Roberson, bro, the defensive anchor of that team. Like, geez. Bro, what happened to him? He just doesn't play anymore? No, I think he might be playing overseas. I don't know. <laughs> Bro's probably playing for the Shanghai Sharks or something. But mm -mm. I will say, I will say overall, the West as a whole to me is, has really stuck out to me because I can't, if you ask me today who to pick who's coming out of the West, I, I couldn't tell you. I, oh, I can tell you. Denver. 
Easily. I would Denver... go that far. Easily? No, I would. I would. They're kicking everybody's butt. Nobody could guard you. You can't guard the team. You can prepare for them all you want. Nobody in the West can compete. Tell me what center in the West is competing with Jokic. Not AD. Oh, my God. Cat? Cat and Gobert? Oliver. Oliver. Dave. Zion? When he's healthy? (laughs) (laughs) Which is what? What's in a blue mood? I mean, let's be real here. He's playing right now. Let's give him credit for that. (laughs) Okay. I think it's a clear finals matchup. I think it's easily Denver and, and Boston. I think but you know that's never how it goes. You, you're absolutely right. Wait, really? You you think so? What happened with Cleveland and Golden State for three years in a row? What happened? Okay, but those two teams were just they. That was the super team era. This is not a super team era. The Cavs were a super team. Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James. Oh, Kev, Kevin Love. Kevin Love played being, really well in Cleveland. Kyle Korver. Matthew Delavadova, James Kyle Jones, <laughs> James. I mean, come on, let's not no, act no, like no, these no, guys no, were no. super good. They had two all. They had two all star, two perennial all stars, all pros, and they had one above average power forward in Kevin Love. All star, all star. He's an all star. Yeah, he was an all star. That's not a super team, Oliver. We know what a it super is. team is. There's three we... all stars on that team. Come on, Isaiah. Are the Bulls a super team? I guess you could make what? the argument. They are not. With Vucevic, Levine, and DeRozan, you would call the Bulls a super Wait, team. I thought you were talking about the old Bulls. I thought no, you were I'm talking – that's three all-stars. They are not a super team. They are not a super team, Oliver. Come on. we got to have context. There are levels to this. I will agree. There are levels okay. to Okay. All right. As long as we can agree on that. But you, will, you, will you at least agree with me? In that era of the NBA, it was so top-heavy. Like, you could bring it – down to like three or four teams you knew were going to win the championship. Like relatively, today, I agree. Today you can't. We've had three. Is it three different champions the past three years? Like we haven't had a repeat champion um, in a long time. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just think the West is very, very good through and through. I think the East is. Um, is very solid. I, I do think the Sixers, Celtics, and Bucks are going to eventually separate themselves in that conference. But I mean, okay. What are your thoughts on the Sixers, though, as far as Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid? So, all those? I have a lot of thoughts about the Sixers. First of all, I'm very, very happy for Joel Embiid. Extremely, I think people hate him because he's so like he talks a lot of trash on the court. I mean. And he, like, tries to get under your skin, but he backs it up. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for him to have to deal with Ben Simmons and then have to deal with, well, Jimmy Butler was the best thing that came through that organization. And they wanted Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. And I'm pretty sure Joel Embiid would have had Jimmy Butler over Tobias Harris if it was his decision. Got rid of Jimmy. It's like, you know the organization is, like, playing with you. You get James Harden, it's like, okay, we finally got it. James Harden only helps him get MVP and leads the league in assists, and he still wants out. And you got to feel bad for Joel because all he did was talk positive about James, about the offense, and then the coach gets fired. Joel, he loses James. They, who do they get in return? Nick Batum and Robert Covington to the Clippers? I mean, Tyrese Maxey, dude, he 
is the real deal. He's like, I don't know if he'll make an all-star team this year because there's so many good players in the league right now. Like, I, I honestly don't know if he, if, he, if, if he keeps it up, he will. He's dropping like 30, 40 a game so far, which is really impressive. But, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of good players and guards in the, in the East. You got, and they're going back to the East-West format now, so it's a certain amount per, per side. You got Donovan Mitchell. You got Trey Young. You you got a lot of good guards. You got Drew Holiday. He's still there. Damian Lillard came over. That's a lot of guards. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know if Maxi will make. But to finish my thought about the Sixers, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for Joel. I hope they have a really really good year. Um, they're actually playing Boston right now, and I was really intrigued to see what the score of that game was going to be. Um, but they got Jalen Brown and Chris Stapps out for the game. But as far as I know, the game is still close right now. But I'm really happy for Philly. They just lost to Indiana a couple yeah, days ago. The um, Celtics just won 117-107. Ah, that's tough. Maxie no. 20, 25-3. Joel had 27-9. and nine. Tobias Harris, Covington, and DeAnthony Melton. Also, all three of them had 16. So, I mean... Who was – wow. And the Celtics beat him by 10 without Porzingis and Jalen Brown? That's what I'm telling you. The Celtics are legit. They're legit. They are legit. Derek White uh, had 27? <laughs> okay, let's not disrespect Derek White. He's oh, cold. I've been known. <laughs> he's from he's from Colorado. I know Derek – I was riding with Derek, Derek White before anybody else was. His hairline is going all the way back to. He's bald. Jesus what do you mean his hairline? He's bald. He ain't got no hairline oh, no more. He's did bald. He shave it? Yeah, he shaved. It. He shaved. But, but yeah, the Sixers. I mean, I'm happy for them, man. I'm I'm glad they got depth. I'm glad they got it at James Harden. Hell, I mean, you know, my secondary team that I like is the Clippers because of Kawhi. But, I mean, my goodness, he's just it's devastating to watch them right now. What what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it'll work out? Do you think it'll eventually work itself out? Do you think you could see Russ being the scapegoat and getting traded at the deadline? Or do you think they're going to try to make it work with all four of them? They ain't trading PG and they ain't trading Kawhi. I could see Kawhi asking for a trade. Because Kawhi, I've seen a, uh, the last two games or something like that, he's been pissed on the court. Like he's been giving attitude, been yelling at people, which is as animated as I've seen him. What do you think is going to happen with that Clipper team? Um, I think they have the worst management in the entire NBA. Um, they picked up, they decided to trade for James Harden, who's fat, um, and parties like every night. Um, and do you think bringing him to Los Angeles was a, a better idea? Do you think that was going to solve his issues? I, I mean, I, no. I just don't think that, I, I don't understand the thought process behind it. I would say back in 2017, this would be the best team ever created, <laughs> ever assembled. Um, but, I mean, all four of these guys, they're at the towards the end of their primes. I would argue Russ is probably closer to the end of it. Um, and I, I just don't, like, it's not going to work out. It, it's not. Like, there's just no way that I can envision this team going to an NBA Finals this year. It's just not going to work out. 
you have four ball-centered guys, four guys that need the ball in their hand to have success. It's not going to work. Well, like, well, let me ask you this. There's, somebody's got to be the scapegoat. Something's going to happen. They're not going to keep the same team going in the next yeah. year if you're saying it's not going to work. So who's it going to be? I don't think they just traded for James. Why would they drop him? Russ has been amazing for them, so they know what Russ can be without James. But yeah. Russ is, is not Kawhi or PG. It can't be Kawhi unless he demands a trade. PG told everybody he was going bully mode on everybody, and he has been the leading scorer for the team so far. And Ty Lue is one of the greatest coaches in the NBA. So who is it? Who's it going to be? It has to be James Harden. It has to be. But like you said, he just got there. He just got exactly. there. They're not going to make it Exactly. That. And it's going to end up being Russ. And Russ has been phenomenal on the Clippers. Oh, it's he's... so annoying. It is. It's so yeah. annoying. It, it is because he's played his role perfectly. And he's succeeded in it. And it's not like he's – like his shooting percentage has gone way up since he was on – the other side of the street in with the Lakers, um, all of his percentages have gone up. His assists yep. has gone his assists have gone up, his rebounds yep. have gone up, shooting percentage has gone up, points have gone up, everything has worked out well for him. But they're gonna have to end up making Russ a scapegoat just because of the fact that he has the reputation of being kind of anemic to shooting the ball well and and doing all mm. the things that we're, we know Russell Westbrook to be. But in reality, we know it's James Harden that's going to cause all the drama. I and you know what? You know what's crazy, Oliver, is that we know that James Harden is probably the more talented player in this stage in his career than Russell Westbrook. Yeah. But when the playoffs come, who's going to give you their all, and who's going to perform way above than what they're expected to? It's going to be Russ. I mean, At, like, what he did last exactly year. against Phoenix, he yeah. without Kawhi and PG. I mean, my goodness, Russ almost carried that team to a win yeah. two times. Very impressive. So, and we know James Harden shrinks in the playoffs. Like, yeah, zero points in a closeout game. So, okay, before we get off the Clippers, I want to talk about this. Yeah. There, there you can argue whoever the GM is of the Clippers. I don't know who it is. I know the owner is Steve Ballmer. But you could argue, and I've seen some analysts say that, the reason they picked up James Harden and they know that it's probably not going to work is because they are basically saying Kawhi or PG is guaranteed to be in injured by the playoffs. One of them is going to be injured by that time. And if we don't have one of those guys, we're screwed. So I think you live with the fact that if you have James, Russ, and Kawhi or James, Russ, and PG, um, I think that's... Really good. Or even James, he's a little injury prone too. Russ, Kawhi, and PG. There you go. You got your three guys. I mean, you lost Batum and, and Covington. But one could argue that the Clippers did that because they know that their stars are going to be injured by the time the playoffs come. But here's the problem with that. And I want to get your take on this. You got to make the playoffs first. And if you're losing six games in a row, I mean, what do you yeah. think? I mean... They're sitting at 12th in the West, as far as I'm seeing. Um, the only thing is now, um, with this whole play-in tournament thing, you you only have to be in the top 10. So. Oh, you're right. You're right. I forgot about the play-in tournament. Yeah. So I think they can make the top 10. Right now, would I pick them to be, you know, the winners of the play-in tournament? Probably not. I, I just don't 
see how it works. It, it's never worked like this. It's never worked. We saw what happened in Brooklyn with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. Again, three ball-centric guys, three guys that need the ball in their hand 24-7 to have, have success. Maybe not KD so much, but definitely Kyrie and definitely James Harden. And we saw how that worked out. It, it, it's just not going to work because four guys, four guys that are – ISO players that work so well with the ball in their hands can't, don't really work on the off the catch and shoot. I would say Kawhi is probably the most flexible out of the four, but Russ, PG, and James Harden, none of those guys work without the ball in their hands. So well, okay. I mean, you're right, but I think I don't know if you're talking about quantity of play like of players that need the ball in their hand. But let's not act like PG and Russ didn't go off together in OKC. And let's not act like Kyrie and Luka, who are probably the two most ball-dominant players in the league right now. I feel, well, I feel like Kyrie and Luka are like, Luka especially. Like, Luke, you can't, your team is ineffective if Luka's out the game. Like, so like him and Kyrie, Kyrie can catch and shoot, but is that really his game? No, it's not. Kyrie likes to work and do amazing things when he has the ball in his hand. But, I mean, that's worked. You got Steph, Clay, and KD all together on the same team. They're all ball dominant. Clay, well, Clay, okay, maybe not. Maybe not because Clay, he can catch and shoot. But uh, maybe you're right because you remember what happened when the Cavs had D. Wade, LeBron, D. Rose, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. What I'm saying is, like, like your example with the Mavericks, there's only two of them. If Luca and Kyrie can work that out, if they go to practice every day and say, "Hey, look, I know how your game is, and I know how, and you know how my game is, we can work this together. We could thrive together in our yeah. own role." But four guys, that is just—it's way too many cooks in the kitchen. Like that's that's four out of five of your starting lineup that need the ball in their hands. So that's it, tough. It's tough. And there are all four of them are old. The Clippers sold the farm. They have no draft picks. They have they they gave them all to OKC, which <laughs> is probably the worst trade in NBA history at this moment. But I mean, and then they gave some to, to Philly, and I, I just I, I don't understand what they're doing. They have no future. Um, and once four these four guys are gone, I mean, they have nothing left unless they make some big okay. Moves. Well, what about this? What if the Clippers start Bones Highland, Terrence Mann, PG, Kawhi, and Zubac, and their bench is James, uh, is Russ, James, Norman Powell. Uh, I don't know who their backup power forward is. Whoever their backup power forward is, and then t- Daniel Tice, because they just signed him uh, until Mason Plumley comes back. You don't think that would work? Two stars in the in the, and I think James and Russ, if they know they're going to play together, because they're both star players, they know they're playing together in the second unit. I think they know that they would probably score more and that they would be happy with that. But what do you think? I think that would work, bro. You basically like got two NBA starting lineups, caliber. Yeah, I, I see that, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> and, Why? Because of James or because of Russ? Both of them. 
they both they're maybe Russ is more willing to to accept a a bench role because he did it in in Los Angeles. Well, the Lakers, Los Angeles. Um, but you think you think James Harden's gonna come off the bench? I I think that's laughable to even think about that. James oh. Harden is so he's so self centered, dude. He's he knows that he's a good player. He's not gonna come off the bench. Did we think Chris Paul was gonna come off the bench? Was gonna be willing to come off the bench in Golden State? Well, he was gonna have to. He was gonna have to. But I why? Mean, why was he have to? Why? Why couldn't have Kavon Looney or or why somebody went to the bench? I forgot who it was, but it was Chris, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Wiggins. So Looney, Looney went to the bench. I mean. I think it's because of the fact that Chris Paul knows how old he is. First off, he's old. Second off, he knows he can't start over Clay or Steph. He can't. Like, those two guys are the arguably the two best shooters ever to play the game. Like, he knows he can't start over them. What, are they going to slide Clay to the three and then become the shortest lineup in the league? No, it's just not going to happen. I actually like, don't think Clay's the second best shooter of all time. I don't. Who do you think is the second best shooter of all time? I think I think it's Ray Allen, bro. Because I've seen oh. Clay, bro. Ray Allen was consistent. Clay streaky. Let's be real. Clay is never super consistent. He never has like a row of back to back to back really good games. Ray, you could count on him to hit threes, timely threes. Well, so, I will say, I think Clay has the. And the purest jump shot ever to grace the NBA. Like, just the mechanics of his jump shot is beautiful. It's beautiful to watch. Like, I, every I hate the Warriors, but like every time I see Clay shoot a ball, it's like this is like basketball. I don't know. I think Cam <laughs> Thomas has something to say about that because that boy's God. jump shot looks smooth like butter. He be jumping up all the way damn near the rim before he shoots that thing. <laughs> He'd be like Russell Westbrook in his prime, jumping up, reaching the apex of his jump before he let that thing go. <laughs> but yeah, do you remember that meme um, where it said that? Uh, <laughs> it said Draymond Green. <laughs> oh, no, I can't even say it. It's so, uh, they said Draymond Green shoots like he has a backpack on. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's like, true though. It's true. Does. Like, it's true. Like you know those kids that are walking in the back of the school with their backpacks all day. Like, hey, give me a shot. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I remember those kids. I remember those kids in high school, man. Hey, let me get a shot real quick. Let's be the rock, man. Yeah. We don't get out of here, bro. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, but yeah I remember that. I do want to get your thoughts on um, on the Thunder. We did touch on them a little bit. Um, what do you think as far as – because obviously they have Shea. Obviously they have Chet. But, like, top to bottom, they have solid, solid players. I mean, they have Lou Dort. They have Jalen Williams, the other Jalen Williams as well. They have uh, Case and Wallace. Uh, they have Poku. Um so Where's he been? Time. I haven't seen him play at all, man. He hasn't been playing that much, but, I mean, he's still a solid guy that can bring you some production off the bench. So, who 
I mean, what are your thoughts on them? Do you think they have a shot to at least make it to the second round of the playoffs? Maybe, maybe the conference finals. The Thunder. Yeah. Uh, it's honestly so hard to say, man, and it's only so hard to say right now because Shea is gonna play amazing as usual. Giddy, I feel like he's kind of declined a little bit this season. Uh, maybe it's because of the emergence of Chet. But, I mean, they're so young. When's the last time you've seen a young team go deep into the playoffs? I mean, le- I mean, uh, even uh, De'Aaron. Uh, 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 are you going to say Sacramento? No. I'm going to say the Oklahoma City Thunder in 2012. <laughs> okay. You're right, Those but they had young. they had three star players. But James Harden wasn't what we know James Harden to be today. Didn't he almost win Sixth Man of the Year that year? Yeah, but he wasn't MVP James Harden. He, like people didn't think of James Harden as like this superstar player that we know him to be today. Hmm. Hmm. I, I guess you have a point. I just you we you could argue that the Kings are a better team than the Thunder are, and they couldn't beat Golden State. And Golden State got shellacked by the Lakers last year in the playoffs. I mean, I mean, let's just it's it's hard to succeed in the playoffs. Could they make it? Yes, I don't think they're getting out of the first round. Cause think about it, if they're not going in as a as a high seed, they're gonna be in as six through eight seed probably. You think they're going to be, you think they're going to be, yeah, exactly. And they're not going to get any higher. I mean, they might get a little bit higher, but I mean, you got who, you got who? And number one, Denver, Phoenix is, I think Phoenix is going to start emerging. You got a lot of, I just think it's hard, man. I think the Thunder are really, really young. If anything, they'll take a team to seven games. You think they'll take a team to seven? I don't know. There's so much. T- I don't know. There's so much talent in the West, man. I mean, I honestly don't know what to tell you. But okay, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um. What do you have to say to those people who come in the chat and they say, you know what, <laughs> the athletic exchange, it, it's a sham. They're not listening to their audience. They're not, they're not, they don't pay attention to us. What do you have to say to, to somebody who would say something like that? I, um, so here's the thing. So I told him, I, I told him earlier, I was like, you guys could probably call in if we have time and we're already halfway through. And, um, they did say they have quick NBA and NFL quick questions, but, um, <laughs> What do you think? Should we give him a call? Give him a ring? I'm down. <laughs> hey, Will, take it easy, man. We're calling. All right. Hold on. I'm putting them on. Let's All right, see. bet. Let's make it quick. Let's make it quick. All right, Mr. Will, you're on line one with the Athletic Exchange. <laughs> line one? You mean the only <laughs> line we got? Uh, we were just talking NBA and James Harden and stuff. Okay, okay. Well, 
James Harden. Not much to say about him. He's a bot. Selfish guy. Greedy. Got paid, though. So give that to him. Uh, I'm trying to look at uh, what is it, the Phoenix Suns and the alleged uh, interactions off the court with uh, you know some folks. Some things about Devin Booker and a couple of you know fellows on the team. Oh, I did hear about that. I never heard about that. No, I heard about Max Christie. Oh, what? what, Isn't it like they're? Isn't it like some strippers or something? Look, I'm just I'm just floating the idea here. Not making any comments. Floating the idea, trying to get some tape from all the experts. Uh, Max Christie. I'm not experts on on Devin Booker's personal life. I do know what he could do on a court, though. Um, I'll let, go ahead, Oliver. You take you take that one first, Oliver. I'll go after you. Is he uh, is he out for the year? He is. He's getting surgery on his shoulder. Dang. I guess I missed that. Um, not, to, not to say that you know maybe someone on the athletic exchange traded for him today. Not yeah, I, I did trade for Deshaun Watson today. Oh my uh, gosh! <laughs> no way you <laughs> traded for Deshaun <laughs> Watson. No, 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 no. Here's Here's the thing. Look, you gave me Jordan Love too as part of the package, so I'm not like too upset about that. So, uh, also Isaiah, I do want to say I did trade Patrick Mahomes today. Why would you do that? <laughs> now, why would you do that, Oliver? Oh. My apologies. Hold on. All right. Can you can you hear Isaiah now? Check one. Check two. All right. All right. We're good. We're good. Um. Yeah, I traded Patrick Mahomes for C.J. Stroud today. <laughs> That's a terrible trade. Absolutely idiotic. No brain cell having. Whoever agreed to that trade with you, they fleeced you. It's him. He's on the line. <laughs> oh my God! They absolutely fleeced you. You're a smart man. You're a smart man, uh, Oliver. I don't know what was going through his membrane up in that little noggin he got because you're drunk if you trade Mahomes for Stroud. They've been putting up comparable numbers this year. Stroud. Okay. Who cares? Me. It's dynasty. It's a dynasty league. Okay. You act like Mahomes only got one or two years left in his career. He's playing yeah. another 10 minimum. Seven years less than CJ or seven years more than CJ Stroud. I mean, look, I think it's a fine trade. Everyone lost their minds. But C.J. Stroud is an MVP candidate. Like, and, and at the end of the day, you will always fall back on your, the near and dear player of your heart, that man of the people. 
Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we got to get back to it, buddy. Don't worry, don't worry. Just jump in here. Say hello to the fellas. Y'all take it with All right, see you, brother. All right, have a good one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oliver, I'm disappointed in you. Yeah. You yeah. are You are something else. You. Oh, my gosh. See, this is why I'm 10-0. And you're probably no, 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 sub five hundred. No, I'm six and four. Time out. Um, so here's the thing. My thought process through that look. Like, if you compare Strouds and Mahomes' numbers this year, they're damn near the same. Damn near. I got a third rounder in Stroud. I gave him uh... a rounder and Patrick Mahomes. They are oddly similar statistics wise. This year. And this week, guess who Stroud is playing? The Falcons. The Cardinals or the He's gonna put oh, up thirty he's he's gonna put up thirty five. Like, I thought he was playing the Cardinals. Oh, same thing. Same thing. Who cares? Falcons. Oliver, Cardinals. I'm disappointed in you, man. Buddy. They are separated by one spot in in PPR leagues. Stroud okay, is nine, but Mahomes is eight. Who's more likely to keep it up and play at an MVP level? Mahomes. Mahomes. You you don't think Stroud can keep it up this year? Bro, his number one receiver is Nico Collins. Come on. Eventually, eventually he's going to cool off. He has more receivers than Mahomes does. Who's Mahomes' number one right receiver? Uh, Travis uh, you I cannot say out, you cannot you say outside out. of Kelsey. No, you cannot because he is the receiving game. He, he, he he's not a traditional he tight end. He's not a traditional tight end. Does Travis Kelsey block in the run game? No, he does not. No, it did. He's wider. Marquez Valdez Scantling. You could you could okay. You could argue right now that that Kadarius Tony and Marquez Valdez Scantling. And McCole Hardman and all his receivers right now are better than Nico Collins. You could argue. I don't even think that's a you could argue. I think that's common sense. Whoa, Nico whoa, whoa, Collins. Whoa, 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 Nico Collins only looks so good because he's getting so many targets. Tang Dell, right. he's the truth. Tang Dell's the truth. Dell is insane. He's the, yes. he's the truth. But I mean, come on now, Oliver. Come on now. Look, like CJ Stroud is good, but let's not have recency bias. Like Mahomes hasn't won. MVP, like he hasn't won Super Bowl MVP, like he hasn't won back-to-back MVPs, like he can't carry a team while he's injured, while his ankle's broken. Let's not it's act like he can't do league. that now. It's a I know. League. Mahomes is 27 years old, Oliver. He's 27. And Stroud is 22 and playing at a very, very high level. Very high oh level. Oh, my God. What do you think he's going to turn into? Oh, my God. I'm putting up very valid points, and – Everyone keeps just hating on me. But it would be different. Like, oh, it would be different not, if the person that you traded for Stroud wasn't the wasn't going to potentially be known as the greatest of all time to ever play the game ever. It, it'd be different. Okay. It'd be different, bro. Wait, 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 wait. Was was Tom Brady the best fantasy quarterback ever? No, absolutely not. And he's never. He's considered. He's considered. He is the greatest of all time. Correct. Yeah, we're we're talking about fantasy here, and guess what? Mahomes is not only the greatest talent to ever play the game. He has the potential to put up so many fantasy points. We've seen Mahomes play, bro. We've seen Mahomes who, play. Do you know who the number one quarterback in fantasy is? 
a number one player overall in fantasy is this year? Is it Jalen? No, it's not Jalen Hurts. No, it's not. It, Tua. No. It's not CJ Stroud. No, it's not, but it, it's a guy you're completely missing. Whereas number 17 for the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen is the best fantasy quarterback right now. Uh, would you argue that he's not play, He's not even playing at a high level. Mm. I'm just putting it out there, man. He's the number one overall player, not just the quarterback. Player. Okay, Sam. Ha- Sam. Sam. Sam Howell is the third best, highest in fantasy right now. Right. So we're playing based off fantasy numbers. Stroud is very comparable to Mahomes right now. Okay, but you said his dynasty. Would you? Are you going to count on Mahomes to be better for the next couple of years or Stroud? It doesn't matter. I think they're both going to put up fair numbers. I think they're I, both going to put up really good solid numbers. It'd be different if you had like Brady and you gave him up for Stroud because Brady's like 44, 45. Brady's but Mahomes is not old. He's not. He's not, but... Subtract five years and you have CJ Stroud who's playing. Wait, hold on. Did you straight did you trade for Stroud and Deshaun Watson? This was we had two deals. Uh I actually made a bunch of trades today, actually. Let me let me let me run you through these that I that I made today. Um so This is on. absolutely despicable. No, it's not. Calm down. Alright. So my first trade that I made today was I traded Purdy and Alexander Madison for Watson, Jordan Love, Keontae Mitchell, and Jaleel McLaughlin. Oh <laughs> uh, Johnny and Will, drug test this man. Hey, immediately. Don't, don't talk, hey, 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 don't talk about Johnny. He's one in nine. He doesn't deserve to be spoken about. Okay, you don't gotta be Einstein. you don't gotta be Einstein or Oppenheimer to know when someone makes a dumb trait. I mean, let's right, let's right, call right, it what right, it is. All right, all right, look, 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 look. Bro, right. bro, Laughlin, Keaton Mitchell, Keontae okay, Mr. Mitchell, or Keontae. Okay, Mister Dynasty, you act like what's his name? Like Dobbins isn't gonna come back, and they still got Edwards and Hill. You think Mitchell's gonna take over for for J.K. Dobbins? Look, look, he's putting up solid numbers. McLaughlin. Over to Hunter Williams? <laughs> oh, now you're in win whoa, now whoa, mode. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't act like, don't act like uh, Alexander Madison has been putting up insane numbers. Buddy had four points last week. Lost me my entire matchup this week. Give me a break. But he's an RB1. He's a workhorse back. He's yeah, their workhorse Chuba, back. Okay, but Chuba Hubbard is my number one, my, or my number two back right now. I still have Travis Etienne. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe it. All right, other th- second trade I made today. I traded Dalton Kincaid for Debo Samuel and a 2024 fourth round rookie. I'm just saying it's not a bad uh, I don't I might do that trade, but is Debo hurt all the time? Yes. Right, but he's the- back. And I'm willing to bet that Diggs is not in Buffalo after this year. And guess who's going to become the number one? Like a Kelsey-esque type receiver for them. Diggs it's going to be Kincaid. Not. And Kincaid is going to have so many targets. 
just like he has been, he's had more targets than Diggs the past like three games in a row, which is inexcusable. That's another conversation for another day. But Diggs I mean, Debo. I mean, uh, I don't know, Oliver. You've made some pretty questionable. De- I'm ten and zero, bro. That's all I gotta I also, say. I also did not have a true wide receiver one. My wide receivers were Michael Pittman and Zay Flowers. So, bro, who? What were you doing during the draft night? I was focusing on my running backs. Okay, I actually had Josh Jacobs and Etienne, but I traded Josh Jacobs earlier this year. Um, right. You have no also, patience. You're you're what we call I, I, a pan- okay. okay. I, you're I a panic to- fantasy player. Okay. That's what we call I, you. Hey. I also forgot to mention I have Kelsey on this team, so I'm still oh benefiting from Mahomes. So I'm not. I just can't I'm believe it. it here. I can't I'm not losing it. it here. Do you want to see this? Okay, before we move on, do you want to see this team top to bottom? I will read you my starters. Okay. All right. Quarterback CJ Stroud, ETN RB one, Chuba Hubbard two, Debo Samuel. Inexcusable. Hey. Chuba's solid, right? <laughs> Debo Samuel, Michael Pittman, Zay Flowers, Travis Kelsey, Gabe Davis, Cortland Sutton, Evan, McPh- Evan McPherson, and then the Bills defense. That is it. Yeah, that is not going to win you a championship. Promise you. All right. I already know I'm not winning the championship this league. But you're playing. So you're playing for the future. I have a chance. I have a chance. Oh my god. Well. Let me tell you mine. All right, go ahead. The, and you got to be patient. You got to be – see, this is why I'm high IQ. I'm the analytics guy. All right? That's all I got to say. I'm 10-0 and 0 right oh, now. Wait, I won I'm the championship. The chat. Uh, tell me the chat I won the championship last year. My lineup right now – hold on. Let me find my lineup. I'm in two different leagues. Johnny, you're 1-9. Don't talk about trash. You're My lineup – and everybody drafted good players, and everybody had the opportunity. I got Jalen Hurts, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, Kelsey, Derrick Henry. Uh, well, I have somebody. Where's my other starter? Because I usually have him. In, we have two flex players. Uh, I usually start uh, Kenneth Walker instead of Terry McLaurin, but McLaurin's my starter this week because they're playing New York. Brandon Aubrey, Cowboys defense. And my bench is probably better than your starters, bro. How many how many people are in this league? Ten. How the hell did you end up with that? What'd you do? What? I, what and guess what? And guess what? I, I didn't do no finagling, but guess what? I was also like the eighth pick in the draft to start. So I got the eighth I was, pick. I was like third. And you know what? Everybody tried to trade for Jonathan Taylor end of last year into this year. And I was like, I'm not giving him up. I'm not giving him up. He, he went. Guess people were dropping people who were going on IR. They dropped Kyle Pitts. They dropped somebody else that went on IR. And then they got back healthy. And then they're on my team. And what do you know? I mean, you got to play the long game. You're you're too impatient. You're you're impatient. You know, Oliver. You just I need to look. Look when I when I make the playoffs in this league and I at least advance into the second round of the playoffs, I'll be okay. You have a loser's mentality. Russell, Russell, Westbrook hey, never, hey, Russell Westbrook, hey, Westbrook hey, would hey, never. Russell hey, Westbrook, hey, Westbrook, hey, Westbrook, Westbrook would never think that way. I'm still number two in the standings in this league. I just want to put that out there. I'm still number two technically in the standings at six and four. So I, I just, I'm number, I'm number two with that lineup. 
So, <laughs> I don't know if it's just incompetence of our league or. Um... <laughs> no, no, but I've tear. I'd be tearing you guys up. Look, I know. That's all uh, I gotta say. All I'm saying is, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, there is one nine and one team, and then the second best team is six and four. Who's the nine and one team? Uh, other Oliver. His team is kind of, kind of cracked out. I'm not gonna lie. Oliver Hamby, nine and one. Way to go. Way to go. You're close to perfection. What do you say? What do you? What, what, his team is pretty. He said, he said, or who, who was it? Will. He said, I'm an, the analytics guy is wearing a Spurs jersey. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he ain't lying. He ain't lying. He ain't lying. The Spurs are a joke right so, now. They've so been a joke Oliver, for the past couple years. Other Oliver has Dak. Uh, I think he has Burrow sitting on his bench. Why? Oliver, start Burrow this week. What are you doing? Um, ah, they're playing Carolina. Never mind. So he has Dak. McCaffrey, Pacheco, Waddle, McLaurin, Laporta, Jalen Warren, Marquise Brown, Aubrey, and then, then the Cowboys defense. See, that's a smart guy right there. And I, did he ever drop Dak? I bet you I bet you he wanted to drop Dak. But guess what? You play the patient game when you're doing fantasy. Because you know Dak was sucking at the beginning, beginning of the year. But now look at him. He's about to have five home games in a row. They're undefeated at home. And he's about to pop off. And you know he's going to keep force-feeding CD. His, this is a smart guy right here. Whoever this Oliver Hamby guy is, <laughs> he needs his flowers. All these guys smart are, guy. go to school. All these guys go to school with me, so we're all in, in this league. And... God bless y'all's hearts. Uh, <laughs> good luck with him. But any, anyways, uh, I kind of want to talk briefly NFL, um, and then we can give our top five college football teams, and then we'll move to the end of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so very briefly, what are your – what have been your main takeaways from the beautiful league of the NFL um, the past few weeks and the weeks that we haven't talked about it on the pod? Uh, like I stated when we did our predictions at the beginning of, his, of the season, super high on Baltimore still. They lost the game, inexcusable loss to Cleveland, by the way. Uh, Deshaun played his butt off. He missed a been getting some extra work in before the game, if you know what I mean. Um, Deshaun played really well. Uh, Baltimore shouldn't have lost that game. But two games before that, kicked Detroit's ass, and then they kicked. Who else did they demolish? They played somebody else that they absolutely just train wrecked. Um, Very impressive. I'm very impressed with Baltimore. Very impressed with Detroit. I mean, my good. How can you not like Detroit? Sam Laporta. I like Laporta. He looks like the truth. Imagine when they start getting Jameson involved, uh, Williams involved. Um, yeah. There's like so many good teams right now in the AFC. Um, how about the Broncos being one game below the Buffalo Bills? I mean, my goodness. You can't make that up. I mean, the Buffalo Bills are a disgrace right now. You know what the Buffalo Bills are like? Have you ever dropped a lollipop onto the floor like on carpet and then you picked it up and it had a whole bunch of hair on it and you just looked at it and you were like, ugh. That's what the Buffalo Bills remind me of. The, the Buffalo Bills are, are a sorry excuse for a football team. Michigan could beat the Buffalo Bills right now. Oh, uh, who, stop it. Oh, uh, stop it. <laughs> are you on crack? I, I was just – 
I was trolling. I was trolling. I was trolling. But the Buffalo Bills are right now. I mean, my goodness. How bad can it get? Uh, hashtag save Ken Dorsey. It wasn't his fault. It's all it on Doug McDermott. It was, all DeMar, it was all DeMar Hamlin's fault being the 12th man on the field. Uh, nobody wants to say it. I will. It was his fault. It was Doug McDermott's fault. He doesn't want to lose his job. Josh Doug Allen McDermott? is... Doug McDermott? Uh, Doug McDermott? Sean, 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 Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott. Not Doug McDermott. It's all Sean McDermott's fault. Uh, once again, I'm going to re- reiterate. Buffalo Bills are, are, are a joke. They're not making the playoffs. They go against... Who do they go against the next couple of weeks? Dallas, Philadelphia, Miami. I mean, jeez. Those are some tough games, Oliver. Um, the Steelers, I can't tell if they're a fraud or if they're legit. I mean, what are they, 5-3? and three? They're 5-3? and 6-3? How is that team always above 500? I don't understand it. Uh, my Patriots, um, I'm at a loss for words for my Patriots. Uh, I hope we get Drake May. Or... Drake May or uh, is Penix eligible for the draft this year? Absolutely, yeah, he's gonna go into it. it. Either him, Penix, or Daniels. I'm tired of, of Mac Jones. Bailey Zappi ain't the answer. I was excited for Malik Cunningham until Bill Belichick unexplainably signed him to a three-year deal and then cut him in less than a week. Make yeah. that make sense? Um, Patriots are a joke. They're a joke franchise right now. Bill Belichick is deteriorating the franchise. It makes me sad, but yeah. it's not worse than being a Bills fan because the Bills had expectations this year. Patriots, they weren't expected to do much. What about you? What are your thoughts from the from the season so far? Um, I guess I will address the room uh, or address the elephant in the room, considering I am the Bills fan um, here. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, this is this is not good. It's not good. Um, do I think we're going to make the playoffs? I, I think we have a chance. I'm holding out hope um, for that wild card spot. Um, and the funny thing is there's still an opportunity to win the division, which is absurd to think about. For who? For who? The Bills? Absolutely not. You're not winning the division. There's no shot. I said there was an opportunity. What are you talking about? There's an How? opportunity How? To, to win the division. The Dolphins are six and three. We have another head to head with them. We just need them to lose. And then it will come down to point differential if they end up winning that game. But we have to win out. We have a tough schedule. So I'm not even, we have an opportunity, but it's very, very slim opportunity to do so. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I do think there's an opportunity. I think we can make the playoffs. I'm excited to see what the Joe Brady offense looks like. We saw what he did in LSU. No, I'm not even joking. Listen, listen, listen. Joe Brady led that offense to be the best offense ever in college football history, like ever, most proficient offense ever. And he did go to Carolina, but who did Carolina have? Sam Darnold? Are you kidding me? What are you going to do with that? Nothing. He actually has a competent quarterback. He has a receiver. Oh, He has multiple guys that can carry an offense. So I'm excited to see what he does. I'm not like saying he's he's going to be like the best thing ever since sliced bread, but I think there's an opportunity here to take this and run with it. Um, 
do I think Diggs is not as motivated? Yeah, but I think if we keep if we just keep grinding and, and get wins in the win column, I, I don't see why we couldn't make the playoffs. And if we make statement wins against the Cowboys, the the Chiefs, the Eagles, all those guys, if we make if we're able to make some statement wins, I, I don't see why we couldn't make the playoffs. But it, it's pretty it's pretty hopeless. It, I mean. But I, I, as a fan, as a fan, as a fan, I'm hope I'm hopeful. It looks hopeless, but I'm hopeful. I think we have a chance. We have the talent. It's it's clear that we have the talent. Like there's no disputing that. But it's just a matter of getting the guys together. And I don't know. I think we have a decent chance at a rebound. Um, I, I think with the Jets game coming up in Buffalo. Um, the fans are going to be pissed, but they're going to show up. Um, and they have a chance to get back in the good graces of Buffalo, Buffalo Bills fans. It's going to be tough, though. They have to, they have to fit foe, as I say. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. Um, Johnny says Burrow also had Jefferson and Chase. Yeah, he did. But um, Josh Allen also has Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. So. Oh, my God. Did you just say Gabe Davis like he's an elite number two? Did you really just say that, Oliver? Gabe Davis. I'm the, I, Isaiah, did I, did, I, did I make the claim that he's an elite wide receiver too? No. Well, Johnny, he's just, he's just stating a valid point that Burrow's numbers were also inflated because he had arguably two of the top five receivers that are currently in the NFL. And you just said Josh Allen has Stephon Diggs, valid, and Gabe Davis. Like Gabe Davis is the truth. I never said he was. I never said that. He's talented. He's a decent wide receiver, too. We also have Kincaid. We have James Cook. We have Khalil Shakir. We have all these guys that you can bring in offense and bring it back to life. Don't cl- don't say that we don't. Don't say it, Isaiah. You know we do. Oh, and not to mention we brought in Leonard Fournette, who's old. Oh, my God. Stop. Let me, let me explain. Let me explain. He's old and he's hurt. But he, he's a very serviceable back. I mean, we saw what he did in the playoffs a couple years ago. I'm just putting it out there, man. Look. <sighs> I have hope. But Will, have said hope Burrow stu- Will said Burrow stuck with his girl over Livy Dunn. That man deserves all the credit. Hashtag franchise QB. He's loyal. <laughs> he's loyal. He's loyal to the grind. Playoff Lenny is ancient. I agree. Might as well put me out in shoulder pads and put me in at running back. If you're going to sign Leonard Fournette. Uh, we'll see. He says, Spurs are a joke, not even from New England. You're absolutely correct. Spurs are a joke. And you're absolutely correct. I'm not from New England, but I'll kill a bowl of clam chowder if it becomes available to me. Uh, Johnny said, Darnold, USC legend. He's absolutely a USC legend, and if Joe He's Brady can't not. do anything, if jo- if Joe Brady can't do anything with the number two pick, or if he was the number one or number two pick, Darnold, I mean, Stop. Um, my Sam goodness, to be that we'll see what he does with Josh Allen. Do you see? Do you think that Sam Darnold deserved to be the number two pick? In that year, yes, he did. In that year, yes, he did. He deserved to. Is he as talented as Josh Allen? Does he have the same intangibles? Does he have the arm, the the legs? I, I just no, he doesn't. he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. But who has Sam Darnold had? New York didn't really help him out. 
Carolina didn't really help him out. Let's be real. I, I guarantee you, if Purdy goes down and Darnold has to play for the 49ers the rest of the, the year, the 49ers still will have a shot to get to the Super Bowl. Let's call it what it is, bro. You can put anybody behind that 49ers. Johnny, Johnny, are you referencing uh, how many Super Bowl appearances or how many Super Bowl wins? Because Joe did not win the Super Bowl that year. I just want to clarify. At least he knows anyway. what a Super Bowl tastes like. But okay oliver let me ask you we got to finish up here what are your top five college teams currently um all right this is a pretty straightforward for me um number one georgia uh they have proven to be the most prolific team so far in my eyes um i put michigan at number two uh you could argue one and two i think michigan is is very good they're really good um so I put Michigan at two, Ohio State at three. I put Washington at four. Uh, and here's why. Washington has a way better resume. They have way better wins than Florida State does. Uh, Florida State, they're hanging on to that LSU win. And the, com- the playoff committee keeps putting LSU in a very good ranking to prop up Florida State. Um, and I, But clearly, Washington has the best, the best win in the country best resume in the country as far as wins go, ranked wins, et cetera. And they're playing in one of the toughest conferences in college football. So I got to put Washington at four, Florida State at five. Uh, What do you have, Isaiah? Okay, I got Michigan number one. I think Ohio State's amazing, but, I mean, Michigan, I don't know. I've watched a lot of their games. Their wins are very, very convincing, the ones that they've had. Got Michigan one, Georgia two. Ohio State, three. I agree with you about Washington being four. And then Florida, uh, not Florida State, uh, Liberty. I got Liberty at five. <laughs> hey, no, I'm just kidding. Beat it, though? <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I damn sure I ain't putting Baylor up there. But uh, that's another story for another day, baby. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to stay, say Florida State for sure. Um, they're all undefeated. They're all very, very talented. Um. If Oregon would would not have lost, I probably could have argued that they would have been in the top five. Um, Bo Nix, I mean, that dude is impressive. I saw their head coach say that he's the best quarterback in college football. You could argue that he is. Like, that dude elevates his squad. I don't know. I feel like a lot more than some of the other QBs in the top five teams. But... Hey, uh, that's what I got to say about that. We're shouting out, we're shouting out Bo Nix. Uh, he's very bodacious this year. <laughs> Bo uh, Nix. Yeah, yeah I, I, I could agree with you. I think Oregon's the best one loss team in the country. Um, so, but if the Oregon wins the Pac-12 and they beat Washington in the Pac-12 championship, watch out. I think they can make it in. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I think they have an argument over Texas and Alabama. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, I think we made it to the end. Kind of a wild podcast, if you ask me. But uh, got some good stuff out there. Um, how you feeling, Isaiah? We're rocking and rolling now. <laughs> back off. The yep, hiatus. we're we're back on the grind. Uh, stay tuned next week. Uh, we, we'll talk about uh, when does John Morant come back? I can't wait to talk are about we, John. Are we Morant. doing one next week? Are we doing one next week? Next week or the week after that, we'll figure it out. But I can't wait to talk about John Morant, his little smiley face tweet he put out. But, uh, yeah, uh, 
Thanks, everybody, uh, for the people that are in here, all of Oliver's uh, associates, I assume. <laughs> associates are friends we'll or bodyguards, whatever you want to call it. Um, please keep please keep Oliver in check. Uh, it's clear that he sometimes his sports knowledge uh, is a little bit flawed, um, it seems like. But, but uh, it was nice talking to you guys today, and uh, thanks for joining the chat, uh, you live viewers, and for everybody else who watches this or listens to it after we're done with the stream. Be sure to leave us a follow, a like, subscribe, comment, direct message, whatever you got to say, whether you like it, whether you don't like it. Give us some topics, some ideas we can go off of for the next couple of episodes. But as for me, Isaiah, and uh, Mr. Mintz, uh, we will see you guys next time. I'm not shouting out Zach Wilson. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all next time. Deuces.